0: Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. Today it is a solo show with just me, and I'm doing something a little bit different in that I am not doing a topic that specifically relates to profile raising. Instead, what I want to do is to talk about some of the challenges around time and time that it takes to raise your profile because the reality is if you've been listening to this show for a while and you understand all of the elements that make up your profile. So, you know, let's think about some of the topics we've discussed. We've discussed networking, we've discussed going onto a board as an exec or a trustee. We've talked about speaking opportunities, podcasting, YouTubing, creating content, awards, writing a book. That is a lot of stuff. And I think if you were to do all of that stuff on your own, then it could be a full-time job in it itself. So it's really hard, I think, to get the balance between seeing the benefits of taking all of those opportunities on board and actually cracking on with either your job or growing your own business. So it doesn't quite stack up in terms of the hours. So unless you have outsourced to an agency like Mojo, for example, or you've got some internal support where people can do some of the heavy lifting on those activities, you get to a point where you need to pick and choose. Now, early on, when you're starting to raise your profile, and start to do all of these activities, it's more a case that you need to spend your time seeking out the opportunities and seeing you know, what it is that you want to do and maybe applying for things. So perhaps you want to do a TEDx talk, another topic that we've discussed so far in this series. So it might be that you want to do that and you need to apply for various TEDx talks around the country, or it might be that you're seeking out specific conferences that you want to speak at. So all of these things require you to spend time actually finding them, identifying the opportunities, crafting something that's compelling, that's going to catch their eye and get them to offer you the opportunity. And that does all take time. So it's working out your goals for your profile raising and actually, this might be a good point to plug the first episode that came out in 2024 on the 1st of January, which was all about setting your profile raising goals for 2024. So, whatever stage you're at, whether it is just that initial getting going with profile raising or you've been doing it for a long time, I think having some very clear goals in mind is super sensible just to focus that attention and work out what it is that you want to do. Because if you're setting some high level goals at the start of the year, you can then break it down and make Make sure that they are falling into you know different months so that you can spread out all of that activity. And it's thinking about where can you be creative or clever and repurpose content or you know use some event that you've been to create content for something else. And, and just looking for those sorts of opportunities. So yeah, you're spending a lot of time I think in those early years of building your profile on identifying the opportunities and putting yourself out there. But An interesting thing happens once you are consistent with that. You've been intentional, you've been consistent, you are attending all of these events, you're speaking at every opportunity that you can, and you're you're getting into the press and winning awards and doing all the things. And it's all amazing. And you get this snowball effect because one thing leads to another. I've found that... Every time I did something that was pretty significant, I'd get maybe four, five, six opportunities that would come off the back of that and they would all be really exciting and I would want to say yes to everything. But I did find and I have found over the years that I get to a point where I overcommit to things and then I start to panic about what impact that's going to have on all of the other commitments that I've got that actually bring the money in for the business. So I'm at that point for sure this year where I now need to be really intentional about what I say yes to. So I'm calling 2024 my year of no. I'm going to try and say no to as many things as possible. So I've been having a bit of a, a joke about this with my team in the office over the last few weeks about saying no to things. And I've actually created a little chart called my year of no. And it's is something that I'm going to use as a resource all year. Every time I get invited to something, it has to go through my chart. So I thought I'd share it with you and see see what you think. And perhaps you might be able to adapt it for your own year. It might be useful. There might be elements that you can take and, and adapt for where you're at right now. So my first question on my little flow chart is, do I get paid? Because profile raising opportunities are quite interesting in that often you will be asked to perhaps speak at an event and there might be a lot of prep involved in that. There might be a lot of travel time. You might need to stay over at a hotel. So there's all sorts of things that you would need to to consider before you say yes to a speaking opportunity, if it's an unpaid one, as an example. So do I get paid is my first question. If the answer to that is yes, then my next question is, is it a fair price for the time and the effort involved? If it's a yes, then it's a no-brainer. Do it. If it's a no, also a no-brainer in that I'm going to say no and not do it. So I'm going to be really selective around paid versus non-paid opportunities. Going back up to the top of my flowchart, the do I get paid question, if the answer is no, my next question is, did I already say that I would do it? If it's a yes then I have to do it. That's a really strong value of mine that if I've committed to something, I need to see it through. So even if I perhaps don't want to do it this year, and there's maybe a couple of speaking engagements in my diary that I particularly want to do this year, actually, that maybe don't fit this plan, would come out with a different outcome now, but I've said I'm going to do it. So I want to do it and I want to do a good job. So it's a no-brainer. Four, did I already say I'd do it? If it's a no, then it leads down to my next question, which is: Is it very likely to bring leads in to my business mojo? If it's a yes, then my next question is: Does it require a lot of prep and/or travel? And if it does, then I'm still going to consider it because if it's going to bring in good quality leads for the business, then I should consider it because it becomes a great business development tool. If it's a no, it doesn't require a lot of prep and/or travel, and it's likely to bring in leads, then it's a do it. Back up to that question, is it very likely to bring leads in for Moja? If it's a no, then my next question is Is it linked to Smartworks? So, Smartworks is the charity that I chair. It's a female unemployment charity that supports unemployed women across the region with interview clothing and coaching. So, if it's linked to that, then there might be some reasons why I would want to do it. So, is it linked to Smartworks? If it's a no, we're saying no. So it's not bringing in leads, it's not paying anything, and it's not linked to SmartWorks. So that's a no for me now. I've also then got a yes. So yes, it's linked to SmartWorks. And then my final question is, do I need childcare? If it's a yes, then I'll think about it. If it's a no, then I'll do it because obviously I want to say yes to opportunities that are going to support the charity. So that's my flow chart. It's very simple and it's very basic. It's very crude. If you could see it in front of me now, you'd see my scrappy writing. You'd probably struggle to read the questions, but it's there and it's going to be used. I did actually, I was telling someone about this the other day about my little flow chart and I was thinking what about the opportunities that are just really exciting where you get invited to an amazing venue or you just really want to do it? And I haven't quite got to that point yet. I have been invited to some exciting, cool venues this, this year for sure, but I've still put them through this flow chart so far and they've actually come out in that there's a benefit somewhere else and I haven't had to twist it. I haven't had to change it. It has worked. The flowchart is going to be a really useful tool for me this year. The problem that I have been considering a lot lately is how do you actually say no to people? Because what impact is that then going to have on my brand if I say no to people? So how can I do it in a way that doesn't cause offence and allows me to maintain relationships for the future with people? Where I've got to with this is I guess I put a few people off just before Christmas saying, you know, Christmas is coming up. I've got a couple of weeks off. So let's pick up in January. You know, that's given me a bit of time to think about how I'm going to handle some of these opportunities and whether they fit my flow chart of decision making. Where I've got to with this is I'm actually just going to be really honest. And say someone invites me for a coffee or they invite me to speak in an event and it doesn't tick any of these boxes, then I'm actually now just feeling confident enough to reply to them and say, thank you so much for thinking of me. Uh, this year, I am really, really focused on growing my business and I really want to be very present and visible in the office and supporting the team. So no. <laughs> and I need to maybe finesse that somewhat so that it sounds bit better. And I also need to bear in mind that sometimes when you go for that coffee with someone where perhaps they want to pick your brain and and it would be a lovely coffee as well. It'd be so nice to go and chat to that person. But sometimes when I have those they are just that, they're just a lovely conversation. But actually, if you say yes to these all the time, that's all you would be doing. But sometimes you have them and you go there with no expectations and actually come away with a really hot lead and this person turns into a potential client. So I need to give some thought as to how I qualify any inquiries that come through so that I handle them politely, but also, you know, check out where they would fit within my flowchart. So I've still got a bit of thinking to do as to how I do that in a respectful and polite way that doesn't make me seem really mean and radgy, but I'm going to do that and I am committed to doing that. And you know, the proof will be in the pudding in that I'll be saying no to more things. I'll have more clear space in my diary. I won't feel as tired. I won't be doing as much travel. So all these things that I've been thinking about over the Christmas break that are going to give me more headspace and more energy to focus on growing the business this year. So I hope that's been helpful. Like I say, a bit of a different episode this week, but something that we do need to think about. You now, whether you're at that start of the whole profile raising thing you start to put yourself out there and you're the one that's seeking out the opportunities but still good to get a plan in place and think about how much time you're going to spend on things and putting some boundaries in there as to what you want to say yes and no to or whether you're a bit further along and you're a bit overwhelmed with the amount of opportunities that are coming your way and you want to decipher you know which are the ones to do what should i be doing and how do i think about that so yeah hopefully useful and let me know how you get on Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.